Hey everyone, welcome back to Up Close and Personal with Kiara. I hope you guys are having a good week so far and enjoying the beautiful weather. The Bay Area right now, the weather is pretty, pretty warm, pretty chill. You know, chill, mellow vibes. I'm loving it right now. Just wish we could enjoy, go out and enjoy it. Um, yeah, so today is my first interview with one of my good friends, Adam. Hello. And today we're going to, you know, he's, we're going to have a conversation, talk about a few things, introduce him to you guys, get to know him a little more. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, Adam, so would you like to go into how we met, how I know you, um, all that good stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, originally, uh, I... When did you start working at Sprouts? It was... December 2018. 2018. So Mm -hmm. I had been working there for about like a year and a half at that point. Um, I was a supervisor, one of the head cashiers. And uh, yeah, she she uh, came in as a cashier. I remember uh, training her on the register for the first day, and it was chaotic. <laughs> I remember that day so well. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I mean, but that's kind of how everyone was taught. <laughs> like, I remember my first day. Um, I had tr- transferred over because one of my uh, former managers had uh, called me over from Toys R Us, and uh, Toys R Us was about to go through their bankruptcy, and... Uh, we could just tell it was going downhill. So uh, they, uh, my manager called me and was like, hey, I still need a cashier over here. And I was like, okay, cool. So I came over. They hired me, like, on the spot. I started within, like, the next week. I knew nothing about groceries. I didn't know no codes. I didn't know nothing. He threw me on the register within five minutes. I can't tell you how panicked I was. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> like every cashier that started at Sprouts feels the every same way. Every <laughs> cashier starts that way, unfortunately. Like, I try to do my best to, when I'm training people, to not make it that way. And so I try to make sure I have, like, a list of uh, codes for everyone to make sure that they don't have to flip through the book because there's, like, a million pages and a million different codes and not all the fruit that you see all the time is going to be on that. It's right. it, it's exhausting. But, I mean, you handled yourself pretty well. Thank so, you. Thank like, you. Like, I definitely, I, you were probably one of the few easiest people that I had to teach. Oh, so, that's good. That's yeah, good. Because yeah. I, I felt like I was doing so bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, my God. Hello, slow. Like, these people Everyone are like, is slow. <laughs> Everyone is slow when they're first starting I promise you <laughs> I can't tell you I I spent maybe 10 minutes for each five items like what is this right. a banana what is that code right. zero one one. I can tell you what a banana is for the rest of my life now <laughs> man 4022 right a 4011 oh my god 22 is grapes yes. green grapes yes I okay yes I haven't you been know in, I haven't been to uh, work in what uh, two and a half months now and I still remember (laughs) (laughs) and Adam being uh, kind of uh, humble right now but Adam is the one the head cashier that holds everything together I feel like (laughs) no he really do he just he just sleep on himself you know but uh, man when Adam's there when Adam's not there it's a huge difference in the shift like Adam just knows how to keep everything order is everything be chaotic but then with Adam there it's like okay we have a chart. People, their names are on the chart. 
okay, it's filled out. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. And, you know, you be on it. Like, you be on the brakes and stuff. Like, I'll be like, okay, Adam. Well, I, mean, I, had, I, had good, I had good trainers when, when I first started. Um, just being a regular cashier, um, they they saw my potential. <laughs> and so uh, they immediately started, like, trying to train me when I first started. And uh, the I think there were three head cashiers when I had first started. Three or four, and then one of them quit, like, within three months of me working there. Okay. And so uh, that's when they started training me, and they promoted me within, like, six months. But, uh, I mean, I just had really good trainers. It Things were a lot different when I started. Like, things, to me, felt more organized. We had more managers who actually cared. Yeah. I mean... Now I would say it's gone back to that how how it was in the beginning, but for after that manager left, um, I don't remember how long ago that was because it's all a blur now. Right. <laughs> We've gone through so many different <laughs> managers, <laughs> but like when that first manager left, it would just all went downhill. They brought someone in who had worked at like a Dollar Tree or something instead of a grocery store, and he didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> So it was a mess, and so I just tried to keep that same organization that I had when we I first started. Yes, so, and you do a very good job. I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. I mean, like, you follow the rules. They have everything listed out for you. All you just got to do is read the paper and follow the rules. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, and Adam as well, he's in, he's currently, he goes to Cal State East Bay. Um, so he just went through the whole, uh, shelter in place for school, school shut down and he's been working from home and y'all, he's a math major (laughs) and most of y'all know me, math did not get along. So I commend him for being a math major. (laughs) Let me tell you, I've cried so many times just, just because I couldn't get something like I've not even I'm not even talking about this upper division math. I remember in community college when I was in calculus two. Um, I remember I got an exam. I think it was the first or second exam back, and I just completely failed. Like I've never failed a math test in my life before that point. Really? Like, no, oh my maybe God. <laughs> a C, B minus at my lowest, but I was always good at math. So the fact that I got like a straight F in this class, I lost it. I cried for an hour at least. (laughs) I went and sat by Lake Merritt. I called my grandma and I was just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Why am I here? Why did I choose this major? This was a horrible idea. Uh, I just, (laughs) I I was just, I was losing. I had a breakdown and I just talked to my grandma for like an hour and she just listened to me and told me to like, hold on, you can do this. Like you, you chose this because you knew you could do this. Mm -hmm. So follow through. Yes. Yes. Here I am like a 14 units away from finishing. Getting my my BS in mathematics. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we need more black, especially men. We need more black men that passionate about math and major in math. Just the science you know, field in general. Yes, yes, it's great. So, um, why do you like math? Why math in particular? What made you choose math as a major? Um, well, to, to take it all the way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I'll take it back to, like, high school. Um, 
just in general, like I said, I've always been pretty uh, good at math. Yeah. So y'all, okay. So we're filming this outside right now, and <laughs> and y'all in the front of the hood, y'all know the Tamale uh, lady. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that was I just I, I got completely distracted. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> but uh, where was I? So high school, I've always um, been pretty good at math. Um, I stopped, I think, at pre-calculus uh, junior year, and senior year, I was just like, you know what? Let's take it a step higher. I'm gonna do AP stats. I've never taken an AP class in my life. I let me see. I tried for AP stats and AP computer science. Just trying to, you know, like look smart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I was in. First of all, uh, to get into AP computer science, I had to uh, write the professor in uh, binary code some kind of message, but he didn't tell you how to write it. You had to figure it out yourself. Oh, yikes. Okay. Let me tell you, I don't know what I sent that man. <laughs> I tried to say, hi, my name is Adam. I want to be in your class. Don't know what I sent him. Just a bunch of ones and zeros. And I hope for the best. I did not get into that class. <laughs> I did not get into that class. <laughs> and then AP stats, I lasted maybe three days before I was trying to do the homework. I had, like, the biggest migraine just trying to read the first three questions oh in the God. first chapter. I was like, no, I'm not doing this to myself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I hate this. Math is stupid. I will never use this again in my life. And so I dropped out of that class and went to regular stats. I did that for a couple more days. I was in stats for a week. <laughs> I dropped it, and I moved immediately to uh what was it tv media <laughs> i heard that i i was like i don't need a math i'm good i'm gonna graduate no matter what so fast forward to community college um i had just uh finished uh culinary school for a, like a nine-month program for baking and pastry okay and so i did that graduated couldn't find a job for a year and decided to go back to school because, like, how are you supposed to f- have two years of experience working in a kitchen when no one wants to give you experience? Right. So I was so frustrated. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I went back to school, uh, started at um, College of Alameda, then moved over to Laney and went back and forth between, like, Laney and Merritt. And I just knew I wanted to go into teaching. It wasn't even about math. I didn't know what kind of subject I wanted to focus on. I just knew I wanted to work with kids. Um, just growing up from the age of like 15 to 21, I used to work at a music camp. And so uh, I was teaching uh, music classes and mentoring kids and it was a lot of fun. It helped really develop my character. So I just thought what better to just continue that process. Yes. So originally I started working towards history <clears throat> knowing myself and knowing that as much as I know history is important, I cannot teach that. Right. I was falling asleep in every other class 
the teacher didn't care, I didn't care. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, when you don't have that passion or motivation, it's just like, nope, this isn't the, this isn't the thing. So I was like, well, what else am I good at? Math. Right. And so I went and talked to a counselor. I was like, I'm completely changing everything. They're like, it's going to take longer. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Right. <laughs> I'm not good at anything else. Sorry. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I'm apologizing. It's math. I'm doing it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I started with trigonometry, I think. I, I tested, no, I tested into geometry and then trigonometry, worked my way up, up through Calculus 3, transferred over, and now here I am doing upper division classes and going going into, uh, what, what class am I taking next semester? It's uh, some kind of mathematical computer science and I, like I said, I don't know nothing about computer science. I don't know nothing about ones and zeros. When you add math and computers, that don't make no sense to me. <laughs> so I'm very nervous about this class. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to become a teacher. And you got to know all different sides of math. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's very intimidating. It's very intimidating. But that's, that's the goal, to, to help. The goal is to help other people other people of color that look like me (laughs) and and less fortunate neighborhoods to really understand that there's more ways out than focusing on music and uh, athletics we can be scientists and and politicians and we can we can i don't know i i just i'm tired of this whole I'm a basketball, football player. Like, we are so much more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we built fucking pyramids, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> For real. For real. We, we were doing math. We, were, we built everything in this country, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the goal, just to, to help, help raise us up. Yes, yes. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Yes, that was amazing. That was an amazing thank answer. You, um... <laughs> So tell us about, um, so Adam is from Oakland. He's lived in Oakland all his life. And, for the most part. Yeah, for the <laughs> most part. And um, y'all know me, most of y'all know me. I'm from LA, South Central. So um, I just moved here like almost seven years ago. So I just want Adam to share with us, like how was it, his experience growing up in Oakland and what was it like um, being born and raised in the Bay Area? So I would just to clarify, say more of a bay area child because i moved a lot back and forth between oakland and alameda okay and so most of my formative years were in alameda from like like kindergarten well i went to school through alameda from like consistently third grade through high school and back and forth moving uh from oakland and alameda through, uh, through most of that time and then once i graduated high school um so 2010 until now. So 10 years now, yeah. Just only Oakland. So okay. um, growing up here, uh, honestly, it's 
I don't understand how anyone would want to live anywhere else. <laughs> like, we just have that Bay Area pride, you know? <laughs> yes, I love it. I mean, we have so much culture and history. Just within California, I mean, like, I know just you growing up in L.A., there's so much culture there, too. Mm-hmm. So just being a Californian, we have so much pride. Um, just, we, I mean... We we both can claim Tupac, you know. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> like that that man was just just God here in California. Oh, well, I mean rap God, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like we also have like Black Panthers. We growing up not that far from like fifteen minutes out of San Francisco, so going traveling a lot uh, back and forth between there. There's a lot of history there too. Like just there's so much culture and diversity here so it it has honestly been the best i don't understand how people could live somewhere else and just not be just saturated in culture mm-hmm. <laughs> like just meeting so many different types of people and learning about asian culture and uh latino latino x culture or latinx sorry you know depending on who you talk to right Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's get that straight (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it's been a privilege i feel like that a lot of people don't a lot of people don't get and a lot of people don't recognize that Mm -hmm. is a privilege Mm -hmm. so i just i appreciate that every day Okay. And y'all, I'm not going to lie. So the part of uh, South Central I'm from is like strictly like a neighborhood of just Latinx and black people. Like I've never was exposed to too many other races until I got out here and ethnic backgrounds until I moved out here. And it was just like I seen I seen um, Asian people. I've seen Caucasians. I've seen um of course, a lot more diverse backgrounds of Latinx. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just amazing to meet all these different people. I was just like, whoa, like, this is so cool. The Bay Area is a melting pot, like, it for is, sure. It is the <laughs> melting pot that they dreamed of. Yes, <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> Me and my friends used to joke around that, like, if you put all of us together, we are, like, the model you in. Like, one of my best friends, she's a Dominican Jew. Um, wow. Uh, another another one of my friends, he's uh, like Middle Eastern and Filipino. Uh, another one of my friends is El Salvadorian. Uh, then you have your uh, mixed black friends and right. your Mexican friends and just we we just we representing everybody out here. Yes, yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> one of my friends is Armenian. Like, right? Just, wow, just so many different cultures, mm-hmm. and you just learn learn so much from them and just accepted into all of these different families and just growing your own personal family you know yes yes so it's, it's really cool yes yeah as y'all can see we love the bay area <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's so chill here yes like, i definitely agree <laughs> you can you can really make friends with anybody if you try mm-hmm. like i i know some people who have moved out of the bay area and have tried to make friends outside and just it's not the same a lot of people are very stuck within their cliques but Mm -hmm. here like people will go out of their way to talk to you Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's annoying i don't want to talk to everybody like i don't don't know you you don't know me i don't really want to talk to you right now you don't 
See, read my face. <laughs> Do I look like I want to talk to you right now? <laughs> but I mean, like that's what makes everyone so great here. Everyone's, yes. everyone's a hippie. <laughs> right. No, for real. I met some of the nicest people out here. For mm-hmm. real. <laughs> um. Okay. So, name your top three favorite music artists, and why are they in your top three? Okay. <clears throat> So, okay, so I know I was coming up with a list before we even started talking, but it's probably going to change as I as I think about it now. <laughs> I will say uh, I I just love music, first of all. Um, just growing up, listening to everything. Uh, but, and I've, I've seen a lot of great concerts, so when, once I've seen a person, I kind of, like, check them off my list of, like, oh, great person, I've seen them move on to the next person so it's hard for me to not put stevie wonder on my list since i've already seen him (laughs) i've seen him live and it was amazing it was everything i ever dreamed of and i was crying in front of the stage like i I went and saw him (laughs) um, i think it was like 2016 uh bottle rock up in napa and uh he was like the headliner for the first night i believe and my friends had eaten an edible and right before we went into the uh, festival grounds. And I think it was like an hour into it, way too high. They couldn't function. They were trying to get me to eat with them. I was like, nope, because I'm seeing Stevie Wonder today. And I want to be completely sober and aware. I love this man. (laughs) I cannot wait. So um, I I sat there in front of the stage by myself because my friends were too high and they were panicking and couldn't get make it to the front of the stage and so they just sat by a tree and eventually they went and sat in the car for the rest of the uh, the festival. Oh wow! From like I think they left me around four o'clock till eleven. I don't think I made it back to the car. Wow! <laughs> they sat in the car the whole time. They, they missed did Stevie that. Wonder. They missed Lenny Kravitz. Um, there's a couple other like great performances that night but I was just like oh my god this is this is it (laughs) this is everything I ever dreamed of so like Stevie Wonder for sure is probably top of the list I love that man um his music just is so inspiring and filled with love you know so that's just something that I grew up with like forever um who else who else um a newer artist I would say um, that's really inspired me to even just start playing music again, um, which I used to play from like middle school through high school. I I originally started playing music, um, playing marimbas actually in the sixth grade, which a lot Ooh. of people don't even really know. Okay. Even like people within my music circle don't really know that. Wow. Okay, we're getting <laughs> but, exclusive, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the sixth grade, uh, before I started working at the music camp where I was reintroduced to the instrument, um, when for the people who don't know, marimbas are, uh, the specific style that I was playing was from Zimbabwe, mm. but they're all around different cultures throughout like South America and um, Africa, the Caribbean, um, but they're wooden xylo- xylophones, basically. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I started playing that in the sixth grade, and that really, even before that, the recorder, like, everyone yeah. was playing Hot Cross Buns, and <laughs> yeah. I was playing Beethoven on my recorder. I like, love it. I swear to God, I came home and I was like, wait, Otojo is Beethoven, right? Let's say that is, because I'm, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> But 
God. Everyone else was playing Hot Cross Buns, and I got bored playing with that. And so I was like, oh, to joy, I'm going to play this. And I was like, on my recorder. So I was I was born to play this. Yes. <laughs> so, um, um, I don't know. Did I say Jacob Collier? That's that's a, the pro- uh, performer artist's name okay. that really inspired me to like really pick up music again. Um, just he plays so many different kinds of instruments. If you look him up on YouTube, he's got a whole bunch of videos where he's playing by himself um, all these different instruments and pieces them together to make these masterpieces. Wow! Okay. And he's 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 inspiring, and he's uh, he's working with a whole bunch of different uh, artists and collaborating with them. You can watch his uh, uh, interviews on Instagram. He, he, uh, he's doing the same kind of, you know, the Versus episodes that they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of doing the same kind of collaborations with other artists like uh, Tori Kelly, uh, JoJo. Those are the ones that I've seen. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then there's a couple of other people that I've kind of tuned into but not really paying attention because I was trying to focus on school. But he's he's inspiring. His music is just the best way to say it as a musician. It's just a clusterfuck of harmony. Okay. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> just it's 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 chaotic, but at the same time a masterpiece. Yes. Okay. Um, and then the last person um, who I've just started picking up recently again, um, Ella Fitzgerald. I just. I love jazz, but I love hearing jazz singers and scatting, and to be able to improvise with your voice and to not say words, just to scootaloop I can't do it. I'm not gonna even try. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but just to just to hear them go off and just make up these rhythms and sounds with their voice and still be on key <laughs> and still she. I mean, just from the jazz history classes that I've taken at L- Laney, she had she was known for being perfect pitch. Like mm. she could sing a note and it would be a perfect pitch, and the bands would tune up to her voice. Like that's how amazing she was. So wow. just to, just to hear her performances, just amazing. I, I love her. I love her. Yes. Okay. Look what I'm uh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm like a grandma right now. Y'all, I'm having technical difficulties. Give me a second. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a real candid one. Okay. Oh, my Lord have mercy. Okay. Let's see. Um, tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. That's true that no one agrees with me on. Mm-hmm. As in, as in what? Um, like it could be a concept. Um, really a concept. That's just more of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like something that's true that you really stand by and you believe in. But like, no, everybody's like, eh, you tripping, Adam? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay, so this is a this is this is gonna be a silly one. Okay, but I will stand by this. I will fight anybody who tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> I love the Resident Evil series, and I'm not talking about the video games. I'm talking about the movies. Sue me. I don't care. <laughs> I love those movies. I know their shit. 
I don't care. <laughs> I love them. I love the action. I love how dramatic it is. It's all crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And I love every second of it. I just... I... I, I mean... What's her name? Um, Mila Djokovic or whatever. The, the, she's the, like, the main actress in the series. And her character just makes no sense. She's overpowered. She has this super virus injected into her and it didn't affect her like it affected everyone else and give her superpowers and it heals her it doesn't make any sense it it's not canon to any of the video games i don't care i love her character it's amazing she's a fucking badass and i love it she's wearing all leather all the time and she's kicking ass i love it don't care <laughs> oh well sue me <laughs> And what genre of movies is this in? By the oh, way? this is a uh, horror, horror, horror. Okay, yeah. okay. So horror. I've never seen them before. Oh, so. it's amazing. It's it's complete trash. I, the, <laughs> the first the first two I will uh, definitely say are amazing. Um, the rest of them are just progressively get worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them anyways. Just it. They don't. It's it's like. One of my friends, really, because it's good. <laughs> Excuse the musical interruption, y'all. <laughs> That's good. This is Oakland. They're, right. they're, just, they're just getting the real part of Oakland. Right. <laughs> but, um, what was I saying? One of my friends described it as, like, a really bad knockoff version of The Matrix. Oh. <laughs> which, which is completely fair. Because it's nowhere near as good as the story as The Matrix. It doesn't make any sense. The action's not as good. It's very choreographed. I don't care. <laughs> and same thing with, like, the Fast and Furious movies or... Um, oh, yeah, definitely Fast and Furious movies. I haven't caught, like, the maybe the last two in the series. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, you're doing too much. But, you know, I'll, I'll watch them eventually. Um... Same thing with the Batman films, like the early Batman films with, uh, well, Tim Burton only directed the first two, but the ones after that with, um, what's his name, George Clooney and Val Kilmer, I think, were the next two after that. I don't remember which order they came in. I think it's Val Kilmer, then George Clooney. Anyways, um, (laughs) I love those Batmans as well. I don't care what anyone says. I know they're trash. I know bat nipples don't make any sense. That's like a whole controversy. Like, their their suits have, like, nipples. Why do their suits have nipples? I don't care. Did I love them? I sure did. Right. (laughs) I sure did. But, um, yeah, no, I don't, like... some of my movie choices might be trash, but it's okay because I love them anyways. And that's all that matters, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Adam, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Um, what inspires me the most? The people around me. Um, I, I only keep people around me that make me want to be a better person. So all of my friends have at some points in time have inspired me to work harder and to be the person that I would like to be. So, yeah, um, I would say all of my, especially my music core group, like those people have really helped me come out of my shell more than I was. Like in high school, you don't know who you are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, you're just Can't this to that. <laughs> shell of a person mm-hmm. who is just trying to make it out so you can figure it out. 
Right. But I felt like I got that a lot sooner working at the music camp because just those summers really helped me explore what I like to do as a person and the the conversations that we have were real conversations as teenagers we were having real conversations about people like gentrification and how people are moving in and we were losing the place that we were staying at and had to move into a school and there was a whole bunch of different issues and we we just had to deal with it you know because <laughs> that's life yes ain't it <laughs> Okay. So if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? 18-year-old self. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) That's 10 years ago. Like, this October, that'll be 10 years ago. (laughs) Time to be flying. (laughs) Man. So what would I say to myself? Um... I would tell, well, one, I would tell myself not to go to culinary school because it's a waste of money. (laughs) That, um, it was a good experience. I loved every second of it. And I, I don't regret doing it and having gone through the process. But if I could do it again, then I wouldn't have done it. So that's one thing. I don't, I was, you know, originally when I was uh, in high school, I wanted, or, I was supposed to go to Morehouse. Um, originally, my mom had pulled some strings. One of her, um, the the pastors at her church mm-hmm. um, was a Morehouse man, and he wanted to get me to the school. And, you know, I, being a Bay Area kid and visiting the school in Atlanta, going from a very diverse place to an all-black college, that felt like too much of a jump for me. And it's not necessarily that I didn't feel comfortable being at an all-black school it's I didn't feel comfortable not seeing everyone else (laughs) I knew I was going like my aunt was taking me a tour down there and she was like you ain't got no good Mexican food you ain't got no good Asian food I was like what sorry nope not the place for me right (laughs) sorry I live off of tacos and burritos and uh pork fried rice and like just i it doesn't make sense for me to go from this place to Atlanta. It just didn't. And so um, going to culinary school, I would say, don't do that. <laughs> don't do <Right>. that. <laughs> Everyone <No>. was right. <laughs> you can do that. I sh- what I should have done, I would say, is if you wanted to follow culinary, then go through Laney because they actually had a decent program that I didn't listen to anybody about because I knew what I was doing and I wanted to go to uh, Le Cordon Bleu in San Francisco because that was a high-class school. or It was a for-profit school and they stole my money and, and now I'm $14,000 in debt. Plus oh my So, God. <laughs> so <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely would have changed that. Um, I would tell myself to not be so angry <laughs> i was i was angry at the world and probably angry at the world um I, just talking to my friends about this the other day i was probably so angry because i was gay and i wasn't i wasn't out and i wasn't ready to admit it and it took me another three years to admit it <laughs> and so i just would have just said hey it's okay <laughs> um there will be a point in time where you will feel better about this. So, like, don't don't trip off what people think about you now. I mean, 
I truly believe that I came out for me at the right time. So, you know, 18, I don't think would have been the right time for me. But, um, yeah, I would have told myself that it's okay and not to not to panic about all of that stuff because you'll you'll eventually find somebody. I mean, I might be single as hell now, but you'll eventually find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And speaking of that topic, so um, how did your family, you know, as a whole, uh, when you finally did come out, how did they handle it? Um, honestly, my family was never the problem. Um, I have people in my family who are gay, so it's not like like a surprise or anything and honestly probably everyone knew in the first place like i it, it's funny how people treat me because for straight people i'm flamboyant for but for gay people i'm i'm masculine so like i'm in this like fine line gray area mm-hmm. where like i'm confusing to everyone because no one knows what to think about me <laughs> but for my family it was pretty obvious i told my mom first i didn't tell anyone else in my family until um maybe like a year or two later um just because it was none of their business like who i who i talked to all the only person i really needed to talk to was my mom (laughs) and honestly i wasn't worried about that um she loves me no matter what she always accepts me so like i it was really coming out for me the hardest part was making sure that the rest of the world saw me for me and not just another gay black man (laughs) like i'm not i'm not just gay i'm not just black i'm not just a gay black man don't treat me i i specifically sent like a long message to my friends um it was a good like four paragraphs of like hey I'm coming out to you guys. Don't treat me any different. For my straight friends, I don't want you. You are my friend because you are my friend. If I wanted you, I probably would have tried to get you by now. (laughs) (laughs) Keep me on. (laughs) Just saying. We were friends for a reason. And to uh, my girlfriends, and this is all within the same message, (laughs) to my girlfriends, I was like, hey, I don't want you to treat me like I'm your gay best friend. I don't like shopping. I don't want to go shopping with you. I don't want to watch you put on all these clothes. I mean, yeah, I kind of do now, but like, that's different. (laughs) Back then I was like, I don't want to go shopping with you. I don't want to be your gay best friend. I don't want to hold your purse. I don't want to put makeup on. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I'm still the same person. Treat me the same. Mm -hmm. I'm not any different. I'm still the lazy, (laughs) always hungry, nerdy, into anime video games guy that I was before this Mm -hmm. so I just I tried to make that very clear and then I turned my phone off for like two hours and listened to uh what's the song uh Brave by Sarah Bareilles yeah and I listened to that for like two hours on no I listened to that before I sent the message and then after I what was the song it was Katy Perry. <laughs> I think it was Katy Perry, like, Firework or Roar. It was, like, something really poppy and gay. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> this, this is happening, guys. <laughs> I just came out to my friends, and now I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and then I turned my phone back on, 
and they it was just nothing but support and then just a long just long messages of how much they love me no matter what and then they started like ragging on each other and then uh, one of my other friends uh, sent me a private message like hey I didn't want to get lost in that chaos but I just wanted to let you know I love you no matter what like after that I was just like I can handle what the world can throw at me I just needed to make sure my friends weren't going to treat me any differently that's that was the biggest thing for me yes so, everyone else doesn't matter right and the most important thing, because, you know, friends are like family to us, our second family in exactly. a way. So they matter exactly. just as much as our family. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. That was, that was very, that was great. Um, okay. For our last question. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? You know, <laughs> I was thinking about an answer to this on my way here. But I'm, whenever people ask this question and I listen to their answers they always have such great answers and I just I don't have a good answer to this question like I used to I used to really want to meet Morgan Freeman because I literally believed that man was God like (laughs) I was like he played God and he played God so perfectly why wouldn't I want to meet that man but I don't know just I felt like there were things that came out about him that made him come off as, like, an old creeper. And um, I think it was, like, after the car crash where he was in the car with, like, a, a really young woman and something was, like, off about it. I don't, I don't remember exactly the situation. But after that, I was just like, you know, I, I don't like to put any celebrities or any one person on a pedestal where I idolize them. Like, I I like to take different bits of people, the best parts of people, and try to mash them all, all in together and, you know, make me. Right. <laughs> but there's not one person where I would just be like, yeah, I would love to just sit and have dinner with you and pick your brain. Like, I don't really have a person like that anymore. Like, once once... Once the great people start falling and you start really realizing their flaws, like Bill Cosby, that one really hit me. Like definitely, I, I grew up watching him. <laughs> I grew up with that man. Right. Like he was like my TV dad. Exactly. He so was my TV dad. Like <laughs> that one hurt so much. Like my 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 dad wasn't there consistently, and so when you have TV dads like that who you grow up with and respect and it's hard that hits so hard (laughs) so after that it's just like you you don't need a specific person to look up to as long as you are secure in yourself you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah i don't think there is necessarily i'm like if i had if i had to answer like you're twisting my arm (laughs) then uh i would say it would be really cool to sit down with obama's just because I miss them. <laughs> I miss I miss competency in the White House. Right. That was such a beautiful family. <laughs> the, they were the, uh, they, they are the still I mean they are but a beautiful family. They yeah. are they are everything. <laughs> they are they are so classy and respectful and everything that we should want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they were the model family, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if if I had to choose, I feel like just 
chilling with the Obamas would be hella cool. Yes, that but would. <laughs> other than that, yeah, I, I don't think I would go out of my way to sit down and eat with anybody. Okay. Okay. I feel that. Because, <laughs> like, when people ask me that, I'm like, uh, like, I... Like you said, I used to be super into, like, celebrities, like, a lot. And then, like, you start seeing, like, you get older and you realize they're, like, really just like me. They just happen to be famous mm-hmm. and, and talented where they reach billions of people, whatever. And so I was just like, okay, you know what? Let me stop idolizing these celebrities so much. Let me chill. And, yeah, I don't even know my answer to that. Um, who would I? I would say... If anybody, it would be like Harriet Tubman. Okay. Just because, like, she, how did you lead all them people? Right. <laughs> to, oh my God. Like, how did she do that? I just want to know, like, how, how did that happen? Like, what was your system? How did you get it going? How were you mm-hmm. successful in getting thousand people mm-hmm. to freedom? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> shotgun and. Actually, uh, have you? Do you know why hush puppies are called hush puppies? Like, no. you, you might have to correct me on this because <laughs> we can do the research later. Because I, I, I only like looked at this up in like a quick glance. But um, I was trying to look up a recipe on how to make hush puppies mm-hmm. because I really thought, you know, like I love hush puppies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this at home one day. Right? No, they're too hard. I don't know how to do that. But anyway, <laughs> the history uh, that I uh, kind of came across as I was looking up the recipe was hush puppies are called that because as the slaves were trying to make it across the uh, to the north. Um, they would have balled up uh, balls of corn, uh, of cornbread in their pockets, and they would throw it on the ground to hush the puppies that are chasing them to uh, for, from the slave masters. Oh my so god! That's why they're called hush puppies. And I was like, oh shit! Right? <laughs> History? Right? <laughs> it's something we just eat it casually, exactly. you know? Exactly. <laughs> that's just that's crazy. Exactly. I didn't even know that. So. <laughs> Just a wow. fun fact for you. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Harry Tubman, that, that's also a, a good choice. Yes, yeah. yeah. I will say her, yeah. no doubt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, this concludes our interview. Um, I enjoy doing this a lot. This is like one of the many conversations that we usually have, just sure. first time it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah, and this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was fun, right? You enjoyed yourself? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week or weekend, whatever you guys are listening to this. And stay safe, stay sane, and have a good day, y'all. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy enjoy this fresh air. Don't stay inside. Right. <laughs> we, 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 can't, we can't let this virus take completely control of our lives. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's try to enjoy the sun while we can because winter is going to come real soon and who knows what that's going to be like. Right. <laughs> Man. Like, stay safe, y'all. All right. Bye, y'all.